You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello, and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. Uh, this is our ninth episode uh, of season one for the Star Wars Rebels episode, Path of the Jedi. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. What's up, my friend? How are you doing? We're back after a little hiatus. We are back. We're back. Uh, we're back. It is 2015, the year yes. of the Force Awakens. But uh, <laughs> we got we got a long road yeah, ahead yeah. of us. Yeah. Before the Force Awakens, uh, and uh, and a lot of Star Wars Rebels to talk about between yes. now and then. Uh, yes. So why don't we let's jump into the news? And uh, oh, all right. Let's let's go ahead and jump in. A small rebel force has penetrated the shield. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by Rebel spies. Rebel base in range. You Rebel scum. Yes, we are talking Rebels, Mike, and I i guess I gotta give you credit. You called this a while ago, <laughs> right? You're yes, right? I do. <laughs> it looks like uh, all of us that are attending this celebration are going to get to see the first, uh, or the season premiere of uh, season two. Yeah. You called it, buddy. You got it. Well, there, you know, I... I after, I don't know how many years of this, I... <clears throat> I 2006 years... Of this, uh, yeah. almost uh, almost uh, seven. <clears throat> you you think like I maybe I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, you got one right. All right, it's I'll not my first time in the radio, rodeo, as they say. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. But yeah, yeah everybody's going to be there. I mean, they're going to have, uh, of course, Filoni's going to be there, and and a lot of the uh, actors are going to be there. You know, Freddie Prince Jr., Vanessa Marshall, yeah. Tia Sakar, Steve Bloom, Taylor Gray. So all of those guys are going to be there, guys and gals, and the voice actors and. Uh, we're going to get, I guess it's just the, 
from what I can tell, it's just the first episode. So I know like the first season we got like that whole hour thing, but it looks like this is just going to be a regular, yeah, uh, regular one one shot, one half hour show. And it looks like they're going to show the two part season finale uh, beforehand and then jump right into the this first season. So that's cool. I mean, that's a nice little bonus for us that are going to celebration. Personally, I hope we get to see something from The Force Awakens. But hey, this is cool too. I mean, you get to get to see this before anybody else. That's going to be a good time. So I'm looking forward to yes. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so before we get into the, the recap here, it looks like the cat is already out of the bag, Mike. And if anybody out there is super like spoiler free, you might want to jump ahead just a minute, but we're going to talk about what's coming up next week. Not what's coming up, but just a character that's coming up next week. And it has been confirmed through Entertainment Weekly that Billy D. Williams will be making his debut in Star Wars Rebels, Mike, next week. We're looking forward to that. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, you know, this was rumored a while ago, and we just didn't know if he was playing Lando or if he was just going to play a just a different character. But we've seen... Yeah. You know, we've seen James Earl Jones come back in this series to play Darth Vader, and uh, why not why not Billy Dee to come back and play Lando? So, if anybody hasn't seen it, go over to Entertainment Weekly, um, and you can see. Actually, you might even, you can actually, you get linked from the Rebels podcast. So, of course, go to the RebelsPodcast dot com. Yes, and you will get a link to uh, see Billy Dee and uh, Dave Filoni talk about him coming back. So it's kind of a cool little video. Um, I don't know, Mike. Billy Dee's coming back. I'm looking forward to next week, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll really talk about exciting. that later, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Having having uh, uh, another uh, OT. OT guy, yeah. Uh, uh, cast member uh, reprising a role, which is mm-hmm. exciting. Right. Um, and yeah, we had we had heard, uh, I, I remember there was that, that sort of uh, uh, news before we had any real news, back when we didn't really know anything about Star Wars Rebels yet. Mm-hmm. And I... Uh, and Billy D was on the con circuit and uh, and spouting off about how he's yeah. going to be in Star Wars Rebels, <laughs> and uh, and then, yeah. you know it was radio silence all of a sudden, right? Uh, and uh, uh, his his agent or or publicist or whoever confirmed that he would be that he did do some recording for for Rebels, but then it was kind of like mum's the word, so we were we were all confused. Like, is this really happening? Was was Billy D confused as to what he was doing a voice for? Um, you know, was he not doing Lando? Was he doing a different character? But now we know that that he is in fact doing Lando, and uh, and oh man, it looks great. The yeah. the footage that they show just looks fantastic. Yeah, it does. So <laughs> I uh, I'm really excited for that. I'm excited to see that character come back. Yeah, me too. Me too. And of course, we'll get to it. Uh, in this particular episode, but another original trilogy voice actor yes. is coming back, and we will get to that. That's, that is that is three so far. Yeah, three already. And yeah. uh, it's an interesting trend mm-hmm. with with uh, with Rebels because I think uh, Clone Wars was because it was relying on characters from movies that we know and love. Mm-hmm. I. They were a little bit more keen on the idea of creating their own versions, right? And mm-hmm. and we, we talked about that a lot over on Frontlines, that, that James Arnold Taylor is one of many Obi-Wan Kenobis, right. um, and he has his own take on it, and obviously it's very influenced by 
by both Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. But it, he is, I mean, for my money, he's more Obi-Wan Kenobi than either of those those actors. Because mm-hmm. just by virtue of the fact that he's played the character for longer. he's Oh, yeah. He's lived with it longer than than either of, of, of those those performers did. So um, now, I mean, Ewan might give him a run for his money by coming back and doing stuff in the future. And I, I, well, that's sort of yet to be seen with all of the, the talk of standalone movies and whatnot. Right. But, but it's very interesting the different, the different approach that they have with Rebels where we've had, uh, uh, we've had uh, James Earl Jones mm-hmm. come back as Darth Vader. And granted, it was for what, one, maybe two lines? It was like one line, wasn't it? Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and now uh, Yoda come come back for uh, for an episode to to uh, giving voice only uh, uh, Frank Oz, right? Um, and uh, and now now this news that that Billy D is coming back. I mean, uh, it makes you wonder if maybe we won't end up on Tatooine at some point with a young Luke Skywalker voiced by Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who you knows never what know. could happen there? Yeah, um, yeah. You never because know. it's sort of like everything's on the table now. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's all kind of it's all there for the taking. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's exciting. It's exciting. But let's get let's talk let's talk back yeah. to the Jedi. Talk a little bit more about that Yoda. All right. Let's do it. Jedi Master Luminata and Julia has been in prison somewhere in the Stygian system. We can't pass this up. Use the Force! That's right. <clears throat> Your formal Jedi training starts tomorrow. I am the Inquisitor. Chopper, get us out of here! This is the Padawan I encountered on Stygian Prime. Have no fear. Help is on the way. There's a lot more at stake than you realize. Well, kid. Hold it off. Was there ever any doubt? Yes. All right, Mike. I will kick it off with Path of the Jedi. Uh, the ghost sits parked on the plains of Lothal. Alone in his quarters, Kanan meditates before a holomap projected from his Jedi holocron. After the incident at the asteroid base, where Ezra unknowingly tapped into the dark side and summoned a giant Fearnock to attack the Inquisitor, Kanan worries about his pupil's rapidly growing force powers. Ezra enters the room and Kanan tells him that it is time for an important test, which he hopes will determine if Ezra is really meant to become a Jedi. I'm going to keep going here. Uh, Kanan and Ezra take off in the Phantom. Kanan explains that although the primary, uh, primary Jedi temple was on Coruscant, the Order has smaller, uh, many smaller temples and outposts spread throughout the galaxy, and he instructs Ezra to let the Force guide him and find one of these temples as part as first part of his test. Ezra meditates and senses that one of the temples is hidden on Lothal, beneath a large stone formation. Unbeknownst to him, Kanan had learned the temp- of the temple's location earlier from his holocron, and the Phantom's autopilot was already taking them to their destination. So, Mike, we are... You know, it's, it's hard to tell how far we are from the last episode to this one. It's been some time, it looks like. And, uh, it's, and it's been some time since, this, since Ezra has tapped into it, where it says here, he's tapped into that dark side and showed how much potential he has 
and Kanan realizes, you know, wow, it's it's time to like maybe test this kid already. And this is kind of boggling to me. It's like, wow, already Ezra has shown to Kanan like, damn, this guy's got some power. And let's just go for it, man. Let's just see what happens in this test. And of course, he's late to his training. And and like I said a few episodes ago, like this is this is not Anakin where he's a young kid, and it's not Luke where he's older and, and wiser. Yeah. This is a, this is a teenager, and he's out running around with with Sabine doing his thing. And like, oh, I got to go to Jedi training. I forgot, you know. Like any teenager forgets about everything they're supposed to do. So I thought that was kind of neat. And uh, you know, obviously, Kanan is not happy about this, but. He's able to 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 sit him down and, and talk to him about all these temples and how the empire has wiped some of them out, but some of them are still there, and they're able to focus. and He's able to find one. Uh, at least Ezra thinks he's found one uh, on Lothal there. So a lot of stuff going on here, Mike. This is one of those episodes where there's a lot of mysticism, a lot of mythology going on, and we'll talk about that. But uh, opening here, what do you think? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's um. This is what I want from the series more than mm-hmm. anything. Uh, so I really enjoyed this episode. Oh yeah, it yeah. is very focused on on Kanan and Ezra, and uh, and sort of the continuing development of Ezra as as a Jedi, um, <clears throat> and with that, Kanan's views uh, and uh, and 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 the way that he looks at the Force and uh, <clears throat> the way that he views himself. Uh, whether or not he is a Jedi or not. And there's a there's a real complexity to how Kanan sees himself. Mm-hmm. And so the this moment of Ezra sort of being late for Jedi training, as if Jedi training is just like something that you do. It's not <laughs> not something and, and like Kanan Although his anger sort of uh, manifests outwardly towards Ezra in these moments, I don't think he's really uh, upset with Ezra. He's upset with himself because he knows that all of these aspects of Ezra's training are are actually reflecting on his own ability as a Jedi, mm-hmm. right? He he's he doesn't consider himself a Jedi Knight, and so it's hard for him to to mm-hmm. to really i don't know i have that confidence that that inner sort of that inner peace with his own actions right he's always kind of second guessing himself behind the scenes and it's always it's always there so the moment in the in the mid-season finale when when uh, Ezra calls up the the fear knock and uh, and and Kanan just has that moment of of panic yeah. and dread. Yeah. It's he's blaming himself. Right? Mm-hmm. So he's never really that upset with Ezra. Although when it's always just sort of this uh uh projection, right? That they he's really upset with himself for not being the kind of master he knows that he needs to be. But the interesting thing, and it sort of comes about over the course of this episode throughout the arc, uh, Ezra is Kanan's Padawan for a reason. Uh, and this kind of... I'm, I'm bringing this all back around. Uh, it, it's important that, that we, as the audience, acknowledge that. They, they, they're both going to make mistakes, but that is why 
the force brought them together mm-hmm. on Lothal, right? Like th- that's why Kanan survived. Kanan survived the purge specifically to be Ezra's master. Mm-hmm. And Ezra is on Lothal specifically to meet up with Kanan and like all of these these uh, I everything that happens, all of these actions are part of a larger plan. We don't know what that is yet, but mm-hmm. the fact that there is a temple on Lothal yeah. is just another piece of evidence that this is much bigger than either of them. And they don't realize that yet. And I think I think Kanan gets a little hint of it and Yoda kind of huh. gives him a little peek like like just sort of as Yoda is wont to do right he's never going to tell you the answer but he is going to point you in the direction of the answers mm-hmm. right like he's not he's not going to make it easy but he he is a guide and especially in this episode he is a guide like he never tells Ezra what to do right. he just tells Ezra what he needs to be right what how like like uh, uh, being at peace and and uh, and and sort of you know figuring stuff out like I uh, there because the, you have to come to those answers by yourself mm-hmm. and Dave Filoni talked a little bit about it in the Rebels Recon that that he wrestled with this idea that there would be a temple on Lothal and how do you justify that and then he realized you don't have to justify it that's why they're on Lothal <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. it's the Force. Why is Yoda on Dagobah? Is Yoda on Dagobah because the cave is on Dagobah? Or is the cave on Dagobah because Yoda needs the cave for Luke? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what... what and, and at the end of the day, neither one of those answers is correct. Mm-hmm. The cave is there, and Luke is there, and Yoda is there because they're there. Right, and this is all very like Buddhist, Taoist sort of like uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Eastern philosophy, but that we know that that's that's woven into the Star Wars mythology. So this episode has so much of that, and then the other aspect of this episode, um, it's kind of three things. It's that it's that mentality, everything that I just talked about about Ezra and Kanan needing to come together and being sort of destined for one another just like obi-wan and luke are kind of destined uh to cross paths eventually um and then there's the element of it that is from one of my favorite episodes of the clone wars which is the gathering uh because Mm. there are there are direct correlations with that episode um and then and then there's the uh sort of the the the, the cave on Dagobah they they um, you know like what's in there only what you take with you right that that moment and Luke's failure at the cave mm-hmm. I think we can turn around and look at, at this uh, story with Ezra and see that Luke failed like Luke did not pass that test mm-hmm. did Ezra pass that test? Like we'll we can kind of talk about it as we get there, but right, but right. I think that Ezra passed the test. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Where where Luke failed, and I think that mm-hmm. that's a really really interesting. Oh yeah, difference in their characters because we've talked a lot that 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 Ezra 
Ezra is kind of, uh, in the same way that Anakin and Luke share a lot of elements of their story, Ezra also shares a lot of elements of their story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know what? Asajj Ventress actually also shares a lot of elements of this story. And, and it's really interesting because it's sort of this, um, this repeating theme in the Star Wars universe. And I will be very curious to see if, if it repeats in The Force Awakens because I think that it needs to repeat in The Force Awakens. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, all, sort of all of these notes need to, to just keep coming back. It's like, it's like um, the music that, that we hear in, in all of these different Star Wars uh, stories, whether it's Clone Wars or Rebels or it's the, the, the original trilogy and the, the prequel trilogy. And, and even just the, the, what the, the 88 seconds of, of music that we've got for uh, The Force Awakens so far, it's all these repeating motifs in the mm-hmm. music, right? And the stories do the same thing. They're exactly the same. There's no difference. The reason why the music repeats like that is because John Williams understands what George Lucas was doing. Mm-hmm. So when you when you hear that music repeat, it it's also sort of repeating those elements of the story, right? So I don't like I I I think that this is a fascinating episode. Uh, being called the Path of the Jedi, or sorry, Path of the Jedi, mm-hmm. is interesting because it shares the title with the 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 book, which is that in universe sort of. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like your. Uh, uh, Junior Woodchuck's Guide for those who uh, who who recall back to uh, 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 Ducktales. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit of a callback, but uh, it's like a, it's a, it's the Jedi's sort of uh, uh, textbook, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, I, I was really hoping that that book would actually make an appearance in universe so that we could see that it's actually canon. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it it, so it it actually describes a lot of this stuff. It describes the uh the trials and 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 things like that right. but um yeah i don't know let's let's get further into it okay. and we can talk a little bit more about the, like the details of what happens okay <clears throat> uh they step out of the ship and gaze up at the massive pointed stone jutting up from the ground kanan tasks ezra with finding a way inside but warns him to be quick for the empire may have also learned of the temple's location Ezra senses that Master and Student are meant to enter the temple together, so the two of them reach out with the Force. The huge rock spirals upward, revealing a secret doorway that leads to the caverns below. So this is this is one of those moments mm-hmm. that I say it, it calls back to the Gathering, right? Right. Because right. at in the Gathering, they Ahsoka leads them and says we have to do it together. Right, and they all the the what the, I guess the six of them mm-hmm. all use the force together to to open the temple so that they can go in and find their 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 uh, their lightsaber crystals, their kyber crystals. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's it's I love that we're seeing um, we're seeing that there are more Jedi temples out there mm-hmm. that even though. Uh, the temple on on Coruscant may be under imperial control, and uh, and and who knows what the emperor has done to it, and and how much of it has been destroyed uh, and erased. There are still these 
these places out there and it 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 makes me wonder could luke be in one of these places Hmm. in the force awakens right right um how much how many seeds are being planted in rebels that we'll actually see the fruits of in the force awakens and in (laughs) in the sequel trilogy right it it to me i it feels like there's going to be a lot of that they, they, we keep getting these things. Uh, I, I mean, we've talked about it before. I think that the Inquisitors are going to show up. Uh, in, in, I, I, th- I think that Kylo Ren may very well be an Inquisitor, mm-hmm. um, and that we can kind of look forward to these these things that are going to connect mm-hmm. the the sequel trilogy with Rebels. Um, we, and and I think that 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 Simon Kinberg and I. I uh, some of the other like uh, uh, sort of head writers, and that have have alluded to that idea that that there are things that will happen in Rebels that are going to have maybe not consequences, but uh, sort of like when you know you you you're reading one comic book, and uh, not specifically Star Wars, but just any comic book let's say you're reading Iron Man and then you're reading uh, an issue of Avengers and something happens in Avengers that calls back to an issue of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, did you need to read that issue of Iron Man in order to understand what's going on in Avengers? No. But if you read it, it's that much better, <laughs> right? Because right. like, it feels like this real universe. And I think that that's what they're trying to do with Rebels mm-hmm. by fleshing this stuff out. So, Well, you, you said <clears throat> about Kanan and Ezra and how they work together, use the force. And this is not the first time we've seen that. Uh, yeah. There's been a couple of times we've seen that. And of course they have the, the force theme and you know, you got to use that. I mean, it's, yes. you got to use that. But <clears throat> I want to go back to something you said real quick about uh, the repeating themes. And with Ezra, I kind of noticed in the beginning, he start, he sounded a little bit like Luke. And then towards the end, we'll get there. You have sort of an Anakin vibe to him. And uh, just that, that repeating how these characters, especially the ones, the Jedi that are learning how much they are alike, you know, how much the training is, is the same, how much they feel and their emotions are, are, so, are so similar. So, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll explain more about the Anakin part toward, towards the end here. Upon entering the tunnels, Ezra is startled to find the bones of long dead Jedi sitting in the empty chamber. Kanan tells him that this test will require him to stay focused and face his fears. Ezra is confident that his master can help him stay on track, but Kanan isn't coming with him. He waits by the entrance alongside the dead masters whose Padawans never returned and places his full trust in Ezra to complete the trial and come back to him. Focus. Well, dead guys are distracting. In here, you'll have to face your worst fears and overcome them. And there's no guarantee of success. I have plenty of faith. Faith you'll keep me on track. I'm not going with you. What? Where are you going to be? Right here. With them. Masters whose Padawans never return. You're putting your life in my hands? You put your training in my... Nothing and everything. That doesn't help. I know. But that's 
That's what my master told me. All right, Mike. And this is a little bizarre for me because, wait a second, you're you're telling me, or this show is telling me now that there's actual Jedi masters who died as their other as their Padawans went through a test and obviously didn't pass the test, and these guys went in and they're dead in there. Can you believe that? That was kind of a shock to me. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it, it's it's a, a very morbid look at the Jedi. Um, I, I think, but it, when you're looking at that, you're looking at some very ancient Jedi. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you're looking at, at Jedi that were kind of of the same ilk as as uh, Obi Wan and Yoda and Mace Windu. I think that because this is uh, this is an ancient temple on Lothal, these Jedi could be from sort of the the uh, knights of the old republic era right like sort of that that ten thousand years beforehand and um i think that's i think that's more what we're seeing maybe back when the jedi were a little bit more uh, uh, a little bit less involved with the republic a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, sort of their own sect their own cult really mm-hmm. um so i i think that that's kind of what we're seeing there it's not necessarily they they the Jedi that we're used to are, are of that sort of mentality of like, you know, uh, 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 waiting until their, their, their apprentices return. Um, because when we saw the, 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 this same trial on, I guess, I guess it was Ilum, right. Mm -hmm. Um, in, in the gathering, it's not like Ahsoka. I mean, Ahsoka is not even a master, right? Yoda was there. Mm hmm. And then Ahsoka is also there. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember back. Was there an element of it that they had to? They had the 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 door like they opened the the door inside, mm-hmm. and then they had a certain amount of time right. <clears throat> before it would freeze over, and then they couldn't get out. Right. Um, but I don't know if uh, that maybe that was just like a like a sun cycle sort of thing. I can't remember. I have to go back and watch rewatch that episode. I should have done that in preparation for this, mm-hmm. but I the, it it's a, it was a little bit different. It wasn't quite as high stakes as I think this is. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Continue. Uh, uh, leaving Kanan behind, Ezra journeys deeper into the tunnels until he reaches another chamber with three doorways. Unsure of which path to follow, he starts reciting a rhyme to help him choose. Kanan appears behind him and mocks Ezra for not relying on the Force to make his choice. After initially trusting Ezra to complete the test alone, Kanan has apparently changed his mind and takes off running through one of the doorways and down another tunnel. (coughs) (coughs) Ezra catches up. You want to take this on mic? I got it. Yeah, Ezra catches up with his master, only to find him engaged in a lightsaber duel with the Inquisitor. Kanan fights to protect Ezra from the Empire's sinister enforcer, but he is quickly overwhelmed by his foe. Ezra watches helplessly as the Inquisitor stabs Kanan through the chest, then kicks his lifeless body over a ledge. Ezra picks up his fallen master's saber and tries to fight the Inquisitor himself, but he can't get the weapon to activate. Frantically backing away from his advancing enemy, Ezra stumbles over the ledge and falls into blackness. So I think wow. when yeah. I say 
uh, said earlier that that this is very similar to the cave on Dagobah. Yeah, this is this the cave is, right here. This is yeah. that moment, right? Yeah, where where definitely. he's faced with with the Inquisitor, his version of Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and uh, and and what do you do in the face of that, right? Right. Um, and and he tries. The interesting thing here is that the Inquisitor is already on the offensive. He's killed Kanan. Right. So Ezra's actions here are defense and not attack. Luke's actions when he goes in the cave, first off, he he Yoda gives him the hint of, like, you don't need your weapons. And mm-hmm. then Luke just kind of shrugs it off and goes, yeah, whatever, old man. Like, I'm taking my weapons with me. And he walks in there looking for a fight. Right. Right? Like, he's... he's Because he's well, a lot like Anakin. So, he's yeah. going in there... He wants to show. With fear already. Whereas Kanan... Or, sorry, Ezra kind of went in... He went in confident... That th- this is this is the interesting uh, 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 comparison, right? Mm-hmm. Ezra goes in confident that Kanan will help him. And then the second that he's in there and realizes that he's alone... And it looks like sort of pauses for a moment. Mm-hmm. The vision that he sees is Kanan coming in and mocking him, right? Mm-hmm. Which like Luke goes into the cave looking for a fight, and that's what he finds. Ezra goes into to the cave looking for, like like with the expectation that Kanan's going to help him, and he's confronted with the opposite, mm-hmm. right? And then and then sort of shown that that his master will not always be around and that eventually he will need to defend himself or the people that he cares about. Mm. And that's kind of, that's where this leads. Right. Mm. And, and I think that that's interesting because I, they have different issues. I, it's, it's all fear based. Right. I mean, that's, that's sort of the, the, the demon that, that all these Padawans have to have to overcome. Um, and that, you know, Anakin doesn't overcome, but it manifests in these different ways. And that's what we saw in the gathering, right? We saw the, all of these young Padawans confronting their greatest fears. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a, you made a good point about Luke too, and that he, he goes into that cave and it's like you said, he, he wants to show that he can handle this. You know, he, yeah. he comes right in, he, he puts his lightsaber up like, Hey, I'm going to handle business. And that's obviously the wrong, the wrong thing. Where you see what, how Ezra handles it, and but when Canaan goes down, uh, even Ezra turns like he said. He he has that fear thing that comes up, and he says, "I'll make you pay." And he's talking to the Inquisitor, um, and he gets ready to ignite Canaan's lightsaber, but it doesn't work. Yeah. And uh, so interesting stuff. And then uh, we'll go here with where where it goes from here. Ezra lands not at the bottom of the cave, but on the metal floor of the Ghost. He overhears the rest of the crew. Uh, talking about how he wasn't ready to be a Jedi and how they are all glad to be rid of him. Ezra is hurt by their words, but he is also be, uh, begins to realize that this is all some sort of dream or vision included in his test. Suddenly, the Inquisitor appears once again and slays the ghost crew one by one. Ezra flees down a hallway, backs through a door, and once, uh, once more falls into an abyss. Now, I would say that I don't know that he was... I don't know that the crew was glad to be rid of him, but they all showed, like, Sabine talks about, oh, you know, she pitied him. Uh, Zeb, you know, he just wanted his room back. Um, and Hera states that he was good for the cause. So not they all didn't necessarily 
want to be rid of him, but they all had ideas of where he was going to go or how he's going to help yeah. them. And the fact that the Inquisitor comes in and slashes and kills them all, another test, Mike, of, of how is Ezra handle this? Is, does that lead to more fear? Does that lead to more anger, uh, to more hate or whatever? So a continuous, continuous push of, of these tests of the Jedi. Is that what kind of you got came out with that one too? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, it was sort of uh, seizing on his fear and looking at these different um, mm-hmm. these people that he's come to care about and trust, and sort of th- these are the things that Ezra is worried about, right? He he's worried that like do is do do they just see me as as this like sort of X Y or Z, right? Like what, right. what is what am I to these people? Um, am I am I an asset or am I just uh, a you know a, a, uh, I guess a liability right, mm-hmm, right. Um, so yeah I I, I, th- I thought that that was interesting I think that that's sort of showing his insecurity and his fear of what so I, I think that that's how he sees himself it's 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 less about how those characters see him but how mm-hmm. he sees himself through their eyes. Mm-hmm. And this is, I, I mean, if this is a obviously a huge, a, a lot more, a lot, I guess more intense or whatever than Luke had to go through because he actually, he just kind of failed it like right away. Yeah. So he has just kind of making some, some progress and he's going down this rabbit hole and it just gets harder and harder. So uh, go ahead, Mike, you want to keep going here? Yeah. Uh, this time. Uh, yeah, this time he falls back onto the floor of the temple where he started. Ezra wrestles with the disturbing things he has just seen, trying to sort out fantasy from reality. Just when he has regained his confidence, a stone door opens, and the Inquisitor advances toward Ezra yet again. This time, rather than fleeing in terror, Ezra conquers his fear and faces down his menacing opponent. He stands defiant as the Inquisitor raises his crimson blade for a killing blow. The saber passes right through Ezra, and the illusion fades around him. Ezra opens his eyes to find that he is alone once again, deep in the tunnels of the temple. Glowing balls of light float in the air before him, and he hears the voice of Yoda speaking to him through the Force. The old and wise Jedi Master commends Ezra for overcoming his fears and leads him deeper into the temple. Meanwhile, Kanan begins to worry that Ezra is taking too long. Yoda speaks to him as well and urges him to be patient and have faith in his student. Kanan admits that he doesn't doubt Ezra, Ezra's potential, but lacks faith in his own ability to train an apprentice. The former Jedi lost his way for a long time after the events of Order 66, and he is determined not to let Ezra make the same mistakes that he did. Big fears have you faced, young one. Yes. Mm-hmm. For what lies ahead, ready are you. I am. Come, see more clearly what you could not see before. Who are you? A guide. Ah, kid's taking too long. Patience. Remember you nothing of your own training. Master Yoda. Can't be. Losing it. Losing. Lost. Yes. But what lost? Hmm? The question that is, 
Master? How... how can this be? Be not concerned with how. No, I am here because you are here. Thank you, Master. Thank you? Mm. Nothing have I done. Mm. See who I can. Before I could not changed, something has. I've taken on an apprentice. An apprentice? Mm. And now, Master, are you? Of this decision, honest you must be. It's true. I'm not sure of my decision to train Ezra. Not because of him or his abilities. Because of me. Because of who I am. Wow, Mike, I gotta tell you, I, I, Frank Oz, man, he really just nailed this. I mean, he sounded exactly like he did 30 plus years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean, I mean, there was no, like, you could tell with, with James Earl Jones, I mean, he had a little bit different. I mean, you could tell his voice got a little older, but wow, Oz just killed it on this one, man. I was, I was digging it, man. It was so neat to hear him doing the voice of Yoda again. But look at this stuff he's saying, Mike. I mean, some powerful stuff here. Of course, Yoda, as we know, is on Dagobah right now. And he's he's actually able to, to communicate now. He's able to, uh, through the Force, talk to Ezra and Kanan. And wow, some stuff going on here with, with Kanan. And, and how he says, or Yoda asks Kanan, you know, do you, if he senses or if he fears Ezra's power, because it seems like Kanan does. He just, he's just, kind of overwhelmed by how fast Ezra is is progressing and some of the stuff that he's showing like especially that last episode where he tapped into some mm -hmm. things and wow I mean he just doesn't know like if he's up to the challenge of training this dude but he, I think he needs Yoda training this kid you know but he's gonna yeah. have to do it he's gonna have to step up but some great stuff with Yoda Mike what do you think yeah I mean fantastic to have to have Frank Oz back as Yoda, um, mm -hmm. that, you know, it's the thing with Frank Oz is that it's not really been that long since we've heard him do it, so uh, it's not it's not quite the same as uh, as because obviously Frank Oz did did the voice of Yoda throughout uh, right. the prequels, right? Of course, but, yeah. Um, to get to get James uh, James Earl Jones back as Vader, and uh, and and I mean Billy D. Williams coming back as Lando. I think is the most exciting because Billy Dee's going to be a very big uh, part of this next episode. But, uh, but that being said, I mean, it, there's just, I think Tom Kane does a fantastic job. And I think that Tom Kane, uh, had some of Yoda's best moments, uh, in his portrayal throughout Clone Wars. Um, especially in that last arc of the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, especially that dark version of Yoda. I mean, man, like, just, I, if Tom Kane didn't get an award for that, then he was robbed because that was just mm -hmm. an incredible, incredible performance, right? Um, but, but having having uh, the original Yoda back mm -hmm. uh, in in this capacity, it's like. Uh, without seeing Yoda, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. You don't need to see Yoda. Mm -hmm. uh, just hearing the voice, yeah, it's everything, right? He's mm -hmm. he, and and I think that that Frank Oz just made that that much more special. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know if he was actually 
and I mentioned like he sounded like he did back in the OT and not in the PT. And I don't know because I've heard like you and McGregor talk about how you know you can you can have Obi Wan be Alec Guinness or you can have yeah. Obi Wan be you and McGregor. So I don't know if Frank Oz did something like that where he goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna play him like I did in the OT. I don't know if he can even remember how he did it, but mm-hmm. it just sounded to me yeah. different. You know what I mean? Like that's why I said back way 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 back. So, um, but yeah, just that was so cool, so great. Um, should we keep going here? Uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, here we go. Uh, Ezra follows the lights to another intersection. He asks which door he is supposed to take, but Yoda advises him to choose his own path. Ezra picks a doorway and continues onward. He comes to a circular chamber in the heart of the temple, where Yoda asks him why he wishes to become a Jedi. Ezra is unsure at first, citing reasons like revenge or living up to Kanan's expectations. But as he further explores his feelings, he discovers his true motivation. Inspired by the selflessness of his crewmates, Ezra wants to protect them, himself, and every being in the galaxy from the tyranny of the Empire. Yoda is pleased with this answer, and tells the boy that he may yet become a Jedi. The walls of the temple fade away into a starry expanse, and a shimmering blue crystal floats toward Ezra and falls into his hands. So the thing that I find really interesting about this mm-hmm. is um, this is very similar to to the line of questioning that Yoda gives Anakin in The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And Anakin's reaction is uh, he's very sure of himself, and, and when they say, well, like, uh, uh, you know, why are you afraid? And he's like, I'm not afraid. Uh, whereas here, Ezra starts out with, like, he starts out by, like, by sort of acknowledging these, uh, sort of the anger that he has inside about, about the Empire and about, right. about um, uh, you know, the Inquisitor and what happened to his parents, which we're, we're not 100% sure on yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, on on all of the details, <clears throat> but he starts out there, and then he moves on to Kanan's expectations, sort of like, well, Kanan believes I can be a Jedi, so that's why I'm going to be a Jedi, and then he finally gets to the realization that it was that moment in in Spark of Rebellion when he found out what the crew of the Ghost was doing, why they were stealing from mm-hmm. the Empire. Because mm-hmm. he'd been stealing from the Empire just to survive, just as, as you know, his, his way of making it in the world. Right. But then he discovered he, there are other people out there who needed that stuff more than him, mm-hmm. right? And that, and that here was this crew of people uh, out there doing the right thing, <clears throat> even though, like, against ridiculous odds. And so when he he sort of works through that and comes to that realization that that that's what he wants to do, that's very different than Anakin. <clears throat> Anakin very much wanting control and power, and not acknowledging his own fear, not acknowledging his own anger, not mm-hmm. acknowledging those aspects of himself. And so Yoda and Mace and the Council saying, "No, he's not. We can't train him. It's too dangerous." Right, and obviously they were right. They did. They did it anyways because they had to. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I. Uh, 
here with Ezra, it could have gone down the same path, but instead Ezra turns himself off of that path and recognizes those elements of the dark side sort of inside himself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that that is where he's different from Anakin. Anakin never acknowledged the darkness inside himself until it was too late. Mm-hmm. Right? It wasn't It wasn't until he was already sort of a... a, a, a a man and he he i mean really it wasn't until uh revenge of the sith that that he starts saying i'm not the jedi that i should have become right they they that he's full of all of these other other that's in revenge of the sith right that's not right that's not yeah because it's it's sort Mm -hmm. of the actions of attack of the clones that makes him feel that way right um Man, I need to go back and watch those movies. It's been a while. Um, but but it's in those moments at the beginning of Attack of the Clones and definitely in in The Phantom Menace where we see Anakin sort of um, ignoring his own shortcomings, particularly on the emotional front, in order to I, I, you know sort of put on a strong a strong face for everybody else. Right. Mm-hmm. And not understanding that he needed to acknowledge the, the sort of darkness inside himself in order to conquer it. Right. And it's, it's very similar to, to even Yoda who it takes him a while to recognize his own dark side. And that, but it is only in recognizing his dark side and that it exists that he can overcome it. And, and I think Ezra has a small version of that moment here, mm-hmm. uh, whether he knows it or not, I think. Well, I like, you know, you mentioned Anakin and how he, he that's, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier. Like earlier in the beginning, he's, you can hear him kind of sound like Luke. He's telling Kanan, you know, I'm ready. I can do this. I'm ready to do it. Yeah. You know, just like Luke can hear at the end, like you said, he's, he's talking about how angry he is and. You know, I'm going to do this to get back at the Empire and, and to get back from my parents and this and that. And then he kind of realizes, whoa, um, hold on a second, you know, don't get in. And then Yoda, like you said, Yoda asks him, no, I want to do it to help the galaxy. So he kind of figures it out. But it just has those two, like, just reminded me of the beginning of Luke and towards the end, man, he sounded just like Anakin. So, yeah, um, let's uh, I'll just finish it up here. Ezra returns to Kanan and presents the crystal to him. Kanan is shocked and thoroughly impressed and reveals that the gem is a kyber crystal, the key component in constructing a lightsaber. Master and apprentice exit the temple together, board the phantom, and take off. Ezra suggests using the temple as a base of operations, but Kanan thinks it's best to leave the past behind them. Weeks later, Ezra finishes building his lightsaber, which, has, which he has cobbled together from spare parts lying around the ghost, and various components donated by his crewmates. Inspecting the hilt, Kanan noted, notes that its design is unorthodox, but then again, so is everything about Ezra's Jedi training, so he approves. He hands the weapon back to Ezra, and the young Jedi ignites his new saber. He's been working on that thing for weeks. What kind of lightsaber could he possibly build with the junk we have laying around? Well, I had a few spare parts I found over the years. And I had some bits and pieces that might work. Modulation circuits, an energy gate. Chopper even donated a power cell. I gave him some additional tech. He was pretty specific about what he was looking for. 
Thought I'd let you check it out first. Well, it's different, but that seems about right for you. Go for it. Tell you what, Mike, a pretty cool way to end this episode. Um, Ezra getting his lightsaber and igniting it for the first time. And, of course, everybody's been calling it the staple gun lightsaber because it does look like a staple gun. <laughs> it's yes. pretty, pretty funny. But I think that was part of the whole thing. You know, he's, he's gathering parts that are around the ship and all that. But, wow, how fast. Here's the thing. Like, I re- you know, a while ago we talked about where's this show going to go? And, and I thought, you know, this is going to show the progression of Kanan and Ezra and how maybe over the course of a few seasons we see how he becomes a Jedi. But, man, this is going faster than I thought, man. He's already got a, a lightsaber, you know? He's already built his own lightsaber. So, But, like I said, cool way to end the episode. And uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Now, Ezra has his own lightsaber to carry around. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's fantastic. I... I, 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 I I'm not. It's not my favorite lightsaber design. Obviously, no, it's a little no. bit. It's a little bit odd. <laughs> it's a little um, odd, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, like like Kanan says, uh, Ezra's a little bit odd. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes sense. It's and we know uh, we already kind of know that there's some secrets to this lightsaber. I mean, if you look at the visual guide, uh, I think it, it gives away some of those secrets already. Um, and and some sort of some of the uh, the the special abilities of this lightsaber. It's a little unconventional, mm. but um, but it's it, it, it's uh, it, we're not we're not in the old republic anymore. We've uh, we've entered a different era. This is uh, this is the era of of the empire, and uh, that means that it's going to require some different ways of thinking. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, really neat, neat way to end the episode. Really great episode. Like I said, the, the mythology that, and the mysticism surrounding this, it, it kind of harkens back to some of the Clone Wars episodes about uh, Mortis and, and yeah. of course, of course, like I said, Gathering and, and, of course, Empire Strikes Back in the Cave. So really good stuff. Yeah, Mike, I didn't get a chance to look at any uh, emails or Facebooks for this week. Uh, uh, you, behind, you know but, what? Neither did I. And I, I think, think that I, uh, I think everybody's kind of still... Still <laughs> getting back into the swing of things, right? Right, so, right. We'll uh, get back to that next week. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, next time on Star Wars Rebels, Mike, we talked about earlier, it looks like Lando's going to make a comeback or, or coming to, uh, to the series, and it's called Idiot's Array. The wrong gamble with a new acquaintance forces the crew into transporting some unusual cargo. And here's a quick taste of what we're getting next week. Guess it's down to you and me. Except, uh, uh, it seems I'm all out of creds. What? So, I'll bet my droid. Whoa, you can't bet Chopper. He's. See, I can't lose. And you know we need the credits. Right. Do it. Aha! We'll see if uh, we'll see if if Zeb actually wins that hand. I don't know. He's going against. It looks like he's going against Lando. So I don't know. He might lose Chopper, just like well, 
like he might have the Millennium Falcon sometime. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think we'll see the Falcon. I, th- I think Han's already got the Falcon at this yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a big, kind of a big surprise to me. I, I didn't, I didn't know that uh, Atlanta was coming this quick. I just kind of saw it today. It kind of, kind of hit me. I'm like, oh, wow, he's, that's, we're getting Lando next week. So that's going to yeah. be fun to talk about next week. But that's what we got coming next week, Mike. Idiots Array, and it's out right now on the Disney XD app, which I can go watch right now. And there's other ways of watching it, as you told me earlier. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, it's out now. We'll talk about that next week, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, but uh, that does it for us on this episode. But before I give you all of our, our spiel, uh, we have a, kind of an announcement to make. Um, you have heard it at the beginning of this episode. There was a new a new uh, intro before the intro. I, and, uh, and you might be asking yourself the question, what exactly is a Thunder Quack podcast network? <laughs> uh, Thunder Quack is the, the title... Uh, the the uh, sort of the banner that all of the different podcasts uh, that we produce are now under. So that includes, of course, uh, the Rebels podcast and Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, along with uh, Tim and Kyle over at uh, Star Wars: The Saga Continues, and then uh, uh, along with those three Star Wars podcasts that you guys all know and love. There is uh, Quiver the Green Arrow podcast, which is the podcast that I host with my friend Amanda, where we talk about uh, the CW television show Arrow, and uh, and and the Pullbox podcast, which is my personal favorite podcast of all of the podcasts that I that I'm involved with and produce. Um, and that one uh, is is the one where where uh, my friend Curtis and I we uh, we we talk about we talk about comic books. Uh, sort of like a graphic novel book club, so we've got we've got all of these these podcasts, um, and uh, and they weren't really connected, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we mention them every now and then, but uh, but I wanted to uh, to bring some some uh, a banner like a like a, a sort of a brand that they could all be under. I mean. I we we've talked about it before. You're not a real podcaster unless you have at least two podcasts, <laughs> right? I uh, and and the new thing seems to be podcast networks, right? Like you got to have a right. you got to be a part of a podcast network as well as being on a podcast. So um so yeah, we uh we 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 decided to band together and uh and the the banner of Thunderquack is not specifically Star Wars, it's not specifically DC Comics or comic books. Um for those who are are unfamiliar, Thunderquack is the uh is a television show from back in the 90s called Darkwing Duck that that some people may remember from Disney Afternoons. <laughs> and the Thunderquack was his uh sort of his jet, his uh his flying uh, vehicle, mm-hmm. uh, airplane, sort of in the shape of a duck's face, uh, that that he will fly around in. So uh, I was looking for something that had nothing to do with any of the podcasts that we do, uh, that could be this uh, this overall overarching thing. So um, thunderquack.com is the the website where you can uh, you can sort of find the links to all of the different things that we're doing. And uh, most importantly, the biggest part of this whole initiative is that we have launched a Patreon campaign. So you can head over to patreon.com 
slash thunderquack or just easily go to thunderquack.com and there will be a banner to go straight to the Patreon where you can uh, you can contribute to our Patreon and uh, and 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 help us create podcasts. Um, now, Patreon for those that are unfamiliar is uh, it's a lot like Kickstarter, but where Kickstarter you kind of put together uh, your campaign and uh, and and then uh, you raise funds and and if you hit your goal, it gets funded. And then you're done, right? Then you go and you make whatever product it is. Well, as you guys know, we're already making podcasts. It's 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 happening, whether you guys like it or not. Uh, but we can always use uh, that help from you guys, our listeners, to uh, to to sort of help us cover the costs of of the monthly hosting. Which you know, it's not it's not expensive to do one podcast. But when you've got five uh, podcasts and you want to do more, uh, it, it the those costs kind of start to add up, mm-hmm. and it, it is a monthly cost for us uh, to to do all of these different podcasts. So, so uh, really, all I'm looking uh, uh, for from from you guys, from the listeners, is to help us cover that cost, which is which is super easy for you to do. Um, the the podcast will always be free. That's never going to change. So if you know it's a it's a contribute if you can what you can, uh, and and everything helps as as low as a dollar. And we even have uh, this is this is my thing with Kickstarters. I always hate when you go on a Kickstarter and and five dollars is the minimum amount that they're looking for, mm-hmm. right? Like they have like you can donate a dollar, but you don't get anything for it. So uh, what we have over at Thunderquack is uh, the, the smallest pledge amount, and you're pledging this on a monthly basis, so this is recurring every month, uh, you pledge $1 a month, and, uh, and you can choose. You can either be entered into our, our Thunderquack Hall of Heroes, uh, where your name will be enshrined uh, for, for, you know, as long as the internet exists, and, uh, or, or you can choose to be... Uh, in the Thunderquack Rogues Gallery, and uh, and that can be whatever you want. You know, you can you can you can put a screen name, you can put your own name. Um, it, it, that's completely up to you. But you sort of by just donating a dollar a month, you get to be a part of of that. You you get that reward. Of course, if you bump it up to five dollars a month, you can uh, you can join us on our dedicated. Thunderquack Facebook group, which is just for Patreon contributors. Uh, this is more so uh, an incentive, I think, for for the Arrow, uh, for the Quiver fans, um, mm-hmm. because we have a, a, a Quiver Facebook group that has over seven thousand people in it, and it's kind of like standing in the middle of a convention center uh, yeah. during Star Wars Celebration and ha- trying to have a one-on-one conversation with somebody. It's very difficult. Um, it, it's it's easy to sort of get swept up in all of these larger things like you know uh, like news and 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 rumors and 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 uh, spoilers and that sort of thing, but that one-on-one conversation is, is sort of lost in that larger group. So that was my my sort of uh, reason for for saying like let's do a contributor only uh, five dollar a month 
uh, access to to that group and and if you uh, five dollars or more you you have access to to that that group uh, plus you get to be in the hall of heroes or the rogues gallery huh. uh, so that that I, I don't know i that that's maybe not not the biggest incentive for for rebels podcast listeners but at the ten dollar level i think here is where uh where you guys uh our, our listeners on rebels will uh, will probably find the best incentive and that is uh you get a, a direct download link to the rebels podcast a day before everybody else now that sounds an awful lot like you're paying for the podcast, but it's it, you know you can still wait that extra day and get it for free. But if you're really keen, you know you can mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. can get in on that early and uh, and uh, and 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 have that before everybody else be a part of the conversation before everybody else. And and you know that that's uh, that's that's for the 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 keen. Uh, uh, rebels podcast listeners and the, you know there's an option to do that for quiver as well and then there's an option uh, uh for twenty dollars to do both where you get you get ac- early access to both rebels and quiver uh and uh, and who knows there might be some other podcasts that that do something similar to that down the road uh but but right now we're just talking about the podcasts that that are already under the thunder quack banner mm-hmm. um some other ones that are of interest, uh, 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 in particular to Rebels fans, uh, fifty dollars a month. Uh, if you you have to sub, you have to have been a, a patron for three or more months in order to redeem this. Uh, but if you pledge at the fifty dollar level, you can guest star in an episode of your favorite podcast. So if you nice. want to come on the Rebels podcast and talk to Matt and I. Uh, uh, in your own special episode, uh, if you contribute at the fifty dollar a month level for three months or more, you can you can redeem that, uh, and uh, I, that is limited. There are only ten of those spots, so you know that that that'll that I think that might go quick because I I know that there's a few people uh, yeah. over because that's any podcast in our network, and I know that there's a few people at Quiver that oh, are yeah. gonna jump at the chance for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other one that I think is particular note for, for Rebels listeners is the Kenobi and Me special, which I, for those of you who don't know, I draw a weekly webcomic, well, sometimes weekly webcomic, uh, featuring myself and Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, as we get into all sorts of shenanigans, uh, usually pretty pretty lame shenanigans, uh, like the, the, the upcoming one that I have to work on tonight after I'm done recording, uh, involves uh, washing the dishes. So I, at, the, at the $50 level, uh, again, uh, contribute for three months or more to redeem this, uh, and it is limited to 10, to 10 spots. Uh, you can uh, uh, guest star in a... In fact, you will be, you will be the sort of the star of that. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, episode, that that issue, uh, uh, that weekly comic of Kenobi and Me. So uh, this is a this is a privilege that is generally only reserved for close friends and fictional characters. So 
You know, I, I you'll never be a fictional character because you exist in real life. Uh, but this is uh, this is your chance to 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 be to be featured in that in that comic, and I, I think that there's a few people that'll take advantage of that. I hope um, so. And yeah. if you're crazy, if you're absolutely nuts, and you want to pledge at a hundred dollars uh, or more per month, uh, then you can have a one-hour private Skype conversation with the Thunder Quack host of your choice. So that is anybody from any of our podcasts. And uh, you know what? I'll say this right now. If you pick Matt and you also want me there, I'll be there. Right? <laughs> like, we'll, we can have, and that is, of like, we'll record it like it's a podcast, but we'll never release that. So you'll have that as, like, and you can listen back to that conversation whenever you want, but that is a private podcast that we will never share. But if you want to share it, you can share it. Right. So if, yeah. if like, you know, if you've got your own podcast and you want to you want us to I mean, if you have your own podcast and you want us to be on it, you can probably just ask us. But this guarantees that you have us for an hour. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's at the hundred dollar level. Um, now, the other aspect of, of Patreon beyond just those direct rewards is that as we hit certain milestones, we will offer different things. So uh, the first milestone is $50, where uh, at at the $50 level, we will start doing a monthly Google Hangout. Um, And that will not be any specific podcast. That's just a Thunderquack Google Hangout where where a couple of hosts, a, a few hosts from from the Thunder Quack Podcast Network will come together and we'll just talk about whatever. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, as we're recording this tonight, a new Avengers trailer has come out. So, who knows? Maybe maybe uh, uh, Tim and Kyle and myself will get together and talk about that. Uh, maybe, you know, when a new Star Wars trailer comes out, we'll get together and we'll, we'll do a live google hangout about that and the, th- the great thing about google hangouts is that it's live you guys can be involved uh, through twitter and 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 different social media so mm-hmm. um that's at the 50 dollar a month level so if we get 50 people uh pledging at one dollar a month that's all it'll take to get that and we'll start doing that um the one that i'm excited about is at the hundred dollar level uh at a hundred bucks I will start a new podcast, uh, Irregularly Scheduled is the title of that podcast, and uh, it will basically involve me talking about whatever I want. It's, uh, it's, it's sort of a, an intimate one-on-one conversation. Sometimes I'll have guests, sometimes it'll just be me. Um, as, I, as I told Steve from Geek Out Loud uh, yesterday when I was talking to him, because uh, I, I just recorded an episode of uh, of of Starkville Labs, uh, Steve's Flash podcast uh, that he does with Derek. Just recorded that last night, and I was telling him uh, it's basically it's basically me ripping off Geek Out Loud, where where <laughs> he just talks about whatever he wants, and sometimes he has co-hosts, and sometimes he doesn't. But uh, you know, it might be TV, it might be politics, it might be I don't know, I uh, favorite food. Right, uh, it, it it can be anything, uh, and and it might be interviews with with uh, people that I know and people in in the geek community uh, that that we're friends with uh, through the podcast and all that. So 
that's at $100. We just need to get to that $100 mark. And that'll be a brand new podcast uh, that will not be on a regular schedule. Otherwise, it would not be called a regularly scheduled. You might get one a month. You might get two in one week. You might get none for three months. Because uh, I'm just going to record them when, when the whim hits me. But I... Uh, I think you guys can tell that I like the sound of my own voice, so it's it's a pretty fair bet that that'll that you'll hear a Huge. lot of podcasts. So, Sweet. Um, but but in order to get that, we gotta hit that hundred dollar level. Um, and as it goes, you know we've we've got these other milestones, and I won't I won't go over all of them. But uh, there's another podcast, Eight Bits of Destiny, which would be a video game podcast. I don't have a co-host slated for that yet, but if we hit that level. That, that would definitely be something that I would look into. We'd find a co-host and move forward with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, when we approach that, when we're getting close to that, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll start looking for that that uh, that co-host. Um, the other the other stuff is uh, is irregularly scheduled being a video podcast, Quiver doing monthly video roundtables. I. Uh, <laughs> new equipment for uh, for all of us which means that you know better audio quality for everybody else um consistent audio quality across all of our different podcasts Ooh, um nice. which which is something that uh you know I, uh, we aspire to um but it's hard because we all have different levels of of uh, uh investment that we can put into the podcast but with your help i uh, we can we can get that to a to a better level right uh, uh, and and better equipment means that we can also do different things uh, we can do stuff better when we do uh, video stuff it, it can be that much better uh, if, if we have that help from you guys um, so so that's that's what's going on at patreon.com slash thunderquack uh, it, it's like I said we don't expect anybody to to contribute uh if nobody contributes we will keep podcasting just like we always have but uh but obviously we we would appreciate uh anything that you guys can can throw our way um uh we are not too proud to ask for a handout Uh, (laughs) i ain't too proud to beg yeah exactly um (laughs) Because uh, we know that you guys love the podcast, and we love bringing you the podcast, and we'd love to do more, right? Uh, but but you know, there's time constraints, and and uh, and 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 there are there are expenses associated with it. So right. So uh, any help that that you, our listening audience, can throw our way is much appreciated, and and uh, and we thank you guys for that, and yeah. uh, and. And you know the uh, Patreon. What's really cool about it is, unlike Kickstarter, which is a very static thing, it happens and then it's done. Patreon evolves, and it, it this campaign in in a year from now may look very different from from the way that it looks at launch, and mm-hmm. uh, and that'll be that'll be based on feedback from you guys. That'll be based on on. You know, once we've kind of got these podcasts going and we sort of hit a certain level, if we, if we add on new podcasts, um, and then as as other podcasts join the network, which I mean, if you've got a podcast that that you think would fit in at Thunderquack, uh, just shoot me an email, you know, uh, and you'll be able to find that info on Thunderquack.com, 
and uh, and and we're looking to we're looking to expand. We want we yeah. want this to be sort of one uh, uh, banner under which you know that you'll find great podcasts. You you guys love Rebels podcast. Uh, you love Frontlines, uh, and and there's a certain level of quality I hope that comes along with that. And uh, and and there's an expectation, and and the the name Thunderquack will mean that you can expect quality podcasts, um, and that's what we hope to bring you guys. That's the whole point of this. Um, and and who knows in in the the craziest uh, uh, off the wall expectation, I uh, uh, this this could get uh me and some of the other members of 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 thunder quack to the point where we're podcasting on a much more regular basis uh maybe even a daily basis which which some networks have gone to i mean steve over at geek out loud has gone to basically a daily format where where there's a podcast i mean there are so many podcasts coming out uh, of the geek out loud uh network of podcasts that that I can't even keep up, uh, I I just I just try and listen to a couple of them, and and maybe we'll get to that point too, uh, because we know that you guys love podcasts. Those of you out there who are listening, so that's Very our exciting. hope. That's yeah. that's uh, that's what we're doing, and uh, I check out thunderquack.com uh, for you know news and information as that stuff comes out, and as all of this changes. Um, and uh, and and subscribe to our other podcasts. If you haven't given the other podcasts a try yet, uh, uh, please do. There's no reason not to. I mean, if I mean if you're not watching Arrow, uh, that's a whole other kettle of fish, and, and that's a that's a separate issue that we need to address. You need to be watching Arrow. But if you are watching Arrow, why are you not listening to Quiver? It's uh, it's kind of the perfect companion piece, in my opinion. I might be a little bit biased, but. But, but I think I think we do a pretty good job. Of no, it that's now. good. Yeah, I listen to it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that wraps it up. That's our episode for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, you can find us at uh, rebelspodcast.com where Tim will keep you up to date with the latest and greatest in Star Wars Rebels news. Uh, it's the best source on the internet to yes. find your dedicated Star Wars Rebels news. If you are, are sitting and you're having a conversation with somebody and you're thinking, uh, oh, what was that thing that they just announced for Star Wars Rebels? I, I can't remember the details, and I need to find those details in order to tell my friend all about how awesome Star Wars Rebels is. Uh, you don't want to go to some of those other websites that just have just all of the Star Wars news. You want to go straight to rebelspodcast.com where you will be able to find just the greatest, uh, most important Star Wars Rebels news, dedicated news for Star Wars Rebels. Uh, That's at rebelspodcast.com. Of course, you can also follow us online at facebook.com slash rebelspodcast and on Twitter uh, at rebelspodcast. Um, and uh, and uh, am I th- am I missing anything else? Uh, Rebels podcast at gmail dot com. Did you mark that? Yeah, that's there a, you go. That's our email. Yes. Uh, we always love to hear from you guys and what you thought of of uh, the latest episodes of Star Wars Rebels. If you made it all the way through me talking about Thunderquack to this point, I think you probably already know all this stuff. But uh, but we thank you guys for listening, uh, uh, and we will be back yes. next week 
uh, to talk Idiots Array and Lando Calrissian. <laughs> yes. See you guys next week. Listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network.